the purpose of the attacks. The day before the attacks on the World Trade Center, former Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld had a before the attacks on the World Trade Center, former Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld had admitted that the Pentagon had lost $2.3 trillion from their budget. Rumsfeld did not say it was stolen. He said it was lost as if they never kept track of the receipts. That is $2,300,000,000 now. How does a government with the technology and security they have managed to lose $2.3 trillion? To add on to that, the next morning the Pentagon gets hit in the exact location where the budget analysts were attempting to track the missing money, killing the analysts and destroying records. Don't forget about Larry Silverstein who bought the entire WBC lease in 2000 for a $15 million bid which was the lowest bid. Larry Silverstein then put a $3.5 billion insurance policy on the towers against terrorist attacks in June of 2001. Then what happened three months later? Both towers are hit, resulting in Silverstein suing his insurers over 40 different companies to get paid double his limit, since each plane was a separate attack. And remember that Larry made $4.55 billion off a $15 million investment. The purpose of the attacks on the World Trade Centers was to stop the implementation of NDSARA-GSARA. It was scheduled that there was going to be a NDSARA-GSARA meeting 10 minutes after the attacks on the World Trade Center. This obviously never took place. Why would this happen? Why would the deep state shadow government plan an attack and blame it on a terrorist? This is because NDSARA-GSARA does all of the following. Zeros of all credit card, mortgage, and other bank debt to illegal banking and government activities. This is a Federal Reserve's worst nightmare, a jubilee or a forgiveness of debt. Abolishes income tax. Abolishes the IRS. Employees of the IRS will be transferred into the U.S. Treasury National Sales Tax Area. Create a 14% flat rate non-essential new items only sales tax revenue for the government in other words. Food in Madison will not be taxed nor will used items such as old homes. Increase his benefits to senior citizens. Returns constitutional law to all courts and legal matters. Reinstates the original title of nobility amendment. Stop versus new presidential and congressional elections within 120 days after Nasser's announcement that interim government will cancel all national emergencies and return us back to constitutional law. Monitors election and prevents illegal election activities of special interest groups. Create a new U.S. Treasury rainbow a currency backed by gold, silver, and platinum precious metals. Ending the bankruptcy of the United States initiated by Franklin Roosevelt in 1993. Forbids the sales of American birth certificate records as chattel property bonds by the U.S. Department of Transportation. Initiates new U.S. Treasury bank system and alignment with constitutional law eliminates the Federal Reserve System. During the transition, the Federal Reserve will be allowed to operate side-by-side side of the U.S. Treasury for one year and ordered to remove all Federal Reserve notes from the money supply. The store's financial privacy retrains all judges and attorneys in constitutional law, ceases all aggressive U.S. government military auctions worldwide. The deep state obviously doesn't want this to happen because they'll lose money so they stop the implementation of NDSARA-GDSARA. The attacks. Most people believe that the attacks on the World Trade Center and on the Pentagon were conducted by terrorists otherwise known as Al-Qaeda. However, this is not the case. 
Yes, both the North and South Tower were hit by American Airlines Flight 11 and United Airlines Flight 175. However, these did not cause the tower to fall perfectly down without causing any other damage. Prior to the attacks on the towers and Pentagon, $2.3 trillion goes missing. FBMA Federal Emergency Management Agency arrived in New York the night before the attack. There were again war plans on President Bush's desk two days prior to 9 over 11. On September 10, 2001, U.S. generals were warned not to fly on the morning of 9 over 11. According to a Newsweek report on the 13th of September, the state of alert had been high during the past two weeks and an urgent warning may have been received the night before the attacks, causing some top Pentagon brass to cancel the trip. Why was that same information not released to the public or to the 266 people who died aboard the four hijacked aircrafts? Additionally, top general officials had canceled travel plans the night before 9 over 11. Let's add the fact that the controller in charge of the Pentagon budget was Doc the PIM who had lost the $2.3 trillion was also the CEO of Systems Planning Corporation in 2001 which manufactures flight termination systems for commercial airliners so they can be remotely controlled by computers. What caused the towers to fall down perfectly was multiple charges and explosives that were precisely placed and precisely detonated. Highly complex computer-controlled sequence that will first demolish the core columns of the building that will then allow the building's walls to collapse slash fall inwards and have the building fall straight down so that nearby buildings are not damaged. This controlled demolition process requires weeks of detailed work by skilled technicians. Interestingly, Many tenants of the towers reported many power downs during the weeks prior to 9 over 11, as well as many construction noises all over the buildings. There are only a few companies in the world that could accomplish such complicated tasks. One of these companies is reported to be in Israel. To add on to the fact that this was a controlled demolition, every steel beam and girder in each of the three buildings had been nicely sectioned into lengths that were then easily transported before proper discussion and examination could take place. Many of these steel beams had been melted, twisted, thinned and eroded, which is a result of extremely high temperatures, not by low temperature office fires. One may say it's because of the jet fuel, however jet fuel cannot produce high enough for long enough high temperatures to even warm up the steel beam. Jet fuel burns at between 8001500 degrees Fahrenheit while steel melts at 2,500 to 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit. Don't forget about the scientists and physicists at BYU who found evidence of thermite in every sample they collected from the buildings. Go to newsbrosatlantis.blogspot.com for more about the study. Can we also talk about how multiple news stations, including BBC, had reported that WBC-7 had collapsed before it actually did? They reported that WBC-7 collapsed at 5.07 p.m. However, it didn't collapse until just after 5.20 p.m. This indicates that it was a pre-written narrative. Let's also add that there was a 9 over 11 investigation that says 156 people witnessed explosions at the World Trade Center. Retired university professor Graham McQueen uncovered the eyewitness accounts after trawling through 12,000 pages of oral accounts given by fire department employees in the months after 9 over 11. The statements given by witnesses reveal that many saw or heard explosions at the Twin Towers, supporting the theory that the buildings collapsed due to a controlled demolition newspunch.com. In addition to the leftover steel from the towers, most of it was shipped to China. And tampering with potential evidence 
from a crime scene is a federal crime. Every skyscraper that has been precisely demolished has fallen straight down. To add on even more about this so-called conspiracy theory, by the way, the phrase conspiracy theory was invented by the CIA to make those who question things seem ridiculous. Anyway, not only was this conspiracy theory silenced by our government, it was also silenced by our allies in the Middle East, Israel and her secret government. It has been found that Israel Secret Service equivalent to the CIA, the Mossad, had been informed in advance that on September 10, 2001, the World Trade Center was going to be destroyed in the morning of September 11, 2001. I couldn't forget to mention that all Hidat had ties to the CIA. Here is a little backstory. During the 1970s when Russia was the biggest threat to America and radical Islam was not as a concern of the USA, the USA began funding and training Islamic militants to fight our Russian enemies in Afghanistan. These militants, known as the Mujahideen, would rebel the Russians out of Afghanistan and later become the Taliban, Al-Qaeda and the Muslims Brotherhood. One of the most prominent members of the Mujahideen was a wealthy son of a Saudi Arabian businessman named Osama bin Laden. National Security Advisor Bigyat B.R. Shazinsky visited Afghanistan in 1979 and met with bin Laden and even took a picture with him. Newsphone.com Former British Foreign Secretary Robin Cook said, bin Laden was, though, the product of monumental miscalculation by Western security agencies. Throughout the 80s, he was armed by the CIA and funded by the Saudis to wage jihad against the Russian occupation of Afghanistan. Several other authors have also made the claim that bin Laden was funded, armed and trained by the CIA to fight off the Russians. The CIA trained the Mujahideen in many of the tactics Al-Qaeda is known for today, such as car bombs, assassinations and other acts that would be considered terrorism today. The U.S.A. would fund Dawood Hekmatyar, the Mujahideen leader and alleged heroin dealer who worked closely with bin Laden. He might yard and his political party slash paramilitary group would receive more than $600 million from the USA. Author, Alfred McCoy, would claim that the CIA supported Hekmat Yard in his illicit heroin trade to allow him to fund the Mujahideen. Like bin Laden, Hekmat Yard has also become an enemy of the U.S., waging the war against coalition forces in Afghanistan after 2001 newsphone.com. Quote from Robert Bowman. Pilot decorated Vietnam veteran states. Anytime an airliner goes off course or loses radio communication or loses its transponder signal, anytime any one of those three things happen, the aircraft is supposed to be intercepted on 9 over 11. All three of those things happened, and still there was no intercept those planes for from 20 minutes to an hour and a half without ever being intercepted. So, why didn't the Air Force intercept the plane after they knew it had been hijacked and went off course? That is the question the Air Force refuses to answer. To add on to this N.O. Arabi North American Aerospace Defense Command was running to drill Vigilant Guardian and Vigilant Warrior the day of the attacks. These drills scrambled jets all over the country and ocean which made it impossible for the pilots to intercept the hijacked jets in time once they were already scrambled. N.O. Arabi interceptions on 9 over 11 took 80 minutes to scramble. This is too late. The average time is 10 minutes. In 2010, Arabi had 67 intercepts with 100% accuracy. On 9 over 11, they failed four times in one day. The Pentagon was hit by a guided missile. Most believe that American Airlines Flight 77 hit the Pentagon, when in reality a guided missile hit it. 
if you'd like to see the video evidence I have it and I'd be glad to show it. Let's also add the first responders at the Pentagon reported no plane wreckage. Don't forget that no video has ever been released showing a plane hitting the Pentagon despite having 85 external cameras that could have captured the footage. To finish off this presentation, I would like to show you a picture of former President George Bush holding a paper airplane with two knocks over Jenga towers. This painting was confiscated from Jeffrey Epstein's island. If you don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is, you can look into more. Just know it's graphic. And I mean graphic when I say that. Note that I have pulled this information from other sites and that it's not my research. I've just taken the time to put it all together. This information is intended to inform, not to persuade it. You can't change one's mind or thoughts, but you can inform them.